Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hello, I hope you're having a good month. I hope you're enjoying the study that we're taking from, well, I guess we're beginning in the Psalms and then we're going back to the book of Exodus on rejecting the glory. Hope that you're making some progress this month. We'll have our last podcast before the special podcast that we always have in August. We'll have our July podcast on July 30th. That'll be a Thursday instead of a Tuesday night. So be sure you're thinking about that. I hope that you'll be able to join us and comment. Hopefully we're working on our tech at the church building where we have our little studio. And so I'm hoping that we will have a new computer in place and we will have uh, the electricity will be working. We, we Maybe we won't have another monsoon on the night that we are having our podcast. I'm excited about this study. I wanted to take just a minute to talk to you from Psalm chapter 144. That's the second Psalm that's discussed on page 91 if you're in the book. And we were finding a verse that has a similar question to the question that was asked in Psalm 8, verses 4 and 5, Who is man that you are mindful of him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels. In Psalm 144, verse 3, David says, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you make account of him? I love the personal humility that is in the heart of David as he asked that question. I love the praise, the extolling that he is giving to the Lord beginning in verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength or my rock who teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness, my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer my shield and he in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. He's giving the Lord the full credit for the power that he now has from the mountain in Jerusalem. And then he said, Lord, what is man anyway, that you even take knowledge of him or the son of man that you make account of him? Man is like to vanity. His days are like a shadow that passes away. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they will smoke. And we know that God did touch the mountain in the book of Exodus when he gave the law, and it indeed did smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows, destroy them. Send thy hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaks vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. He's saying, deliver me from those who would be your own enemies, O Lord. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises to you. It is he who gives salvation to kings, who delivers David his servant from the hurtful sword again humbly giving God the credit for his rescue from the enemies of God 
And then he says, Rescue me, deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouths speak vanities, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. So these are people who are wicked people, and he's crediting God for the deliverance of Israel from those who are wicked. The part that I really wanted us to notice is what we're coming down to now, and commentators tell us that this is probably, the last of this passage is probably not prayers, but David describing the pleasant status of the country of Israel at the time this psalm was written. He says, verse 12, our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. Our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. So here he's saying that our sons will be strong. Our sons will uh, be, by the time that they are grown, they will be useful. And then he's saying that our daughters might be like cornerstones, stones in a palace, beautiful stones, and yet they are stones that are in the walls of a fortress, so they are useful stones as well. So he's talking about um, a land blessed with children who have grown up to be both useful and beautiful, that our garners may be full affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen might be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. That just struck me when I read that. David was describing a peaceful Israel at that time, one whose enemies were subdued. And he said, we're in a situation where there is no complaining in our streets. Well, I just want to say that that struck me right between my eyeballs because there is complaining in the streets in our country right now and I wanted to read to you what Adam Clark said about these verses so our oxen may be strong to labor we have not only an abundance of cattle but they are the most strong and vigorous breed of cattle and then about no breaking in he says this so well ordered is the police of the kingdom that there are no depredations no robberies housebreakers or marauding parties in the land no sudden incursions of neighboring tribes or banditti breaking into fields or houses carrying away property and taking with them the people to sell them into captivity there is no such breaking in and no such going out in the nation my enemies are either become friends or they are united with me in political interest or they are through fear obliged to stand aloof or stay away. I just found it very interesting here that what David was describing and was inspired by the Holy Spirit to describe as being an ideal place to live was a place where there was no complaining in the streets and there was no carrying away 
of property. Well, we really have the opposite of that right now in the world around us. What I wanted to emphasize to you, though, is that America, of course, is not the spiritual Israel of today. I love America, but it is not God's country. It is not, it is not the approved state in the eyes of Jehovah God today. In fact, what we have going on in America today on many fronts is displeasing to our God. We have to know that as His people. But the spiritual Israel today is the church. It is the body that Christ bought with His own blood. The book of Hebrews and the book of Galatians is very clear about who the children of Abraham are today. And they are those who are obedient to God, those who are in the body of Christ, the spiritual Israel. Can we be people who are void of complaining in the streets? Can we be people who are separating ourselves from those who carry away property, those who take with them the people to sell them into captivity? so that there's no breaking in and no going out in the spiritual nation? Well, yes. And so my point as I read this in my mind was just to say, you know, what he's describing as a situation of peace in Israel is certainly not what we have in America right now. But we as his church must be humbly walking before him as was described in the first part of this chapter, giving God the glory for every good thing that we have, for our victory, as it were, over sin, realizing that above all people in the world, we are most blessed. Those of us of every tribe and every nation who can be called children of Abraham today, we give God the glory as the first part of this chapter 144 of Psalms does so that we can be described as a people who are at the very last verse of this chapter happy. Happy are the people who are in such a case, David said. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. I'm going to tell you today that spiritually, our sons can be as plants grown up in their youth. That is, by the time they are grown up to adulthood, they can be producing fruit in the kingdom, becoming elders and deacons and preachers of the gospel that our daughters can be like cornerstone, cornerstones. A cornerstone had to be strong and straight. Our daughters can be that. They can be both beautiful like a stone in the palace and useful in the kingdom of God. If we're humble before God, if we know that the kingdom of God is way more important, it is the Israel and it is what is to be protected today, our garners can be full, affording all manner of store, especially spiritual store. I love the fact that it says that our oxen might be strong to labor. The labor force in our country in America is in trouble today. There's a lot of 
unnecessary welfare going on. There's a lot of um, ability to work without will to work going on in our country. There's a lot of breaking in. There's a lot of going out. There's a lot of complaining in our streets. But America is not the kingdom of God. And those of us who are in the kingdom of God should put a barrier of humility between ourselves and the world and say no matter what is happening out there in the world, I am going to realize that the Lord is my strength. Listen to these nouns that describe the Lord to his spiritual Israel. He's my strength. He's my teacher. He's my goodness. He's my fortress. He's my high tower. He's my deliverer. He's my shield. He is the one in whom I trust. He is the one who subdues nations. I want my sons, my grandsons, to be productive plants when they've grown up in their youth. I want my daughters, my granddaughters, to be like cornerstones in the palace of God. I want to be a part of a kingdom that has the, has the promise of God that it is eternal, that it will, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of breaking in going on. And that's what this verse is about. There's a lot of, uh, this verse is saying in Israel in that day, there was rest and there was no breaking in. We don't have that situation in America. There's a lot of breaking in going on. But you know what? I want my sons and my daughters to realize that we are in a building of God, a house not made with hands. We're in a building that even the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Even the gates of hell are not going to break in and destroy the kingdom, the building of which we are a part. Let's take solace in that. There is no breaking in or going out, and there is no complaining in our streets. There's rioting out in America today, but in the streets, as it were, of the kingdom of God, let us be people of gratitude. Let us be people of humility. Let us decide that we are going to keep the schisms that are out there in the world out of the church, honoring one another as citizens in the kingdom of God, happy is the people that is in such a case. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. I love the humility at the first of this chapter and the security at the end of this chapter. After all, Micah said in chapter 6, verse 8, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. We can do that in the kingdom that he's given us today, in our spiritual Israel, and we can be happy that our God is the Lord. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a good day.